0: I wasn't really into this whole breastfeeding thing at all. It hurt, it was hard. I was basically doing it all the time. She made it all seem so easy. She was like, yeah, you just pop it out, you put the kid on and you're good. But I'll pop my breast out. And she's like, yeah, here, boop. I just stopped getting stressed about it. And guys, it finally clicked. Welcome to Boss Babies and Bottles, also known as B3, hosted by me, Jessica with a Y, where we talk about how to successfully run a business and capitalize on your strengths while joining motherhood, in my case, twin motherhood, and throwing some crazy shebangs along the way. So pop that bubbly or grab that glass of wine and get ready to unwind. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Boss Babies and Bottles. Today we're talking about a different type of, not necessarily a bottle I guess, but about breastfeeding and how insanely crazy it is that our bodies can make um, this just amazingly perfect nutrient for our babies and in my case for my two babies and so I'm just really excited to dive in and tell you guys a little bit about my breastfeeding experience and Just kind of what I've gotten from it at this point. And, you know, I knew that I wanted to try to breastfeed my twins as much as possible. I knew it would also be very hard because it was two of them and not one of them. And nursing can take a lot of time if all you're doing is nursing. And in a lot of the twin things that I read and all my pre-research, I knew that it was going to be really hard. And a lot of moms that had twins talked about it. Not a lot solely breastfed their kids, but there definitely were some. And a lot of them talked always about, you know, pumping or supplementing with formula so that they could, you know, have help in terms of feeding the twins because it's, again, not the easiest. But I did a lot of pre-work research as I tend to do with anything else. Um, I watched a ton of videos on how to breastfeed and understand the concept of breastfeeding. One of my aunts is part of La Leche League in Miami, and we had a whole conversation on it. I read all the blogs, I saw all the videos, I did you know, literally as much as I could. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a natural birth to try to really help with my milk. I was scared that with a C-section, my body wouldn't produce as quickly because it didn't know that I had given birth, right? Because of the hormones and the way that all of that jazz works. So I tried for natural, as most of you know, I was in labor for 30 something hours, 31, 32, something (laughs) crazy like that. And uh, ended up having a C-section anyways. And I'm glad I did because my son would have, Probably I would have had to go into an emergency section for Alejandro at the end but we're really happy with the way everything turned out in the end and so very thankful for modern medicine and C-sections not originally what I went in for but knowing that it was possibly an option having twins that it could be something so in the hospital my colostrum which is that pre-milk that you get before you your actual milk comes in which colostrum is awesome for your babies it's literally super nutrient packed and ready to help them in their you know their first day two days even some people have it for 3 days when you're when the kids are first born and so in the hospital on the hospital I shouldn't have been concerned with my milk coming because my colostrum came in right away and it was super important for my son Alejandro because he was in the NICU so the nurses were very much into like make sure that I would pump and I would get it out and I would get it to him because he wasn't really eating out of a bottle like that so we had to get him as much as we could get him nice and strong so he would actually start eating and then you know, we talked about our whole NICU story um, in one of our other podcasts. So, you definitely want to check that out. So, I was feeding my daughter Ariela, trying to get her to latch on as much as possible. And I would pump like a mad woman. And if you heard our birth story, Ariela had a tongue tie when she was first born. Literally, the nurse brought her over to me. And the first time I saw my daughter, she was wailing, of course, <laughs> with her mouth wide open. And if you know her now, That's sadly her current state of being. If she listens to this one day, she'll laugh. But she she definitely loves to wail a little bit. And so she had her mouth wide open. I could see her tongue basically attached to the bottom of her mouth. And it was really like crazy because I just had never seen a tongue tie so bad. And I didn't even really know it was a thing until my mother-in-law mentioned it to me during my pregnancy. And I had heard about it, obviously, through reading all of these crazy blogs and articles and videos and all of that. So the first thing the nurse did was bring her over to me, show me her tongue tie. But I didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal. And I started to try to breastfeed her. And it went really, really bad. Like it went really south really quickly. I got to a point that every time I tried to latch her... Tears would come down my face, like how much it hurt. My breast just really couldn't take it. It was it was really hard. My nipples were bleeding, and it was just not a really great experience. And I had to pump for the colostrum for Alejandro. I had to try to breastfeed her. And I was just trying to do as much as I could and putting all this pressure on myself and going to the NICU again, me and my husband would alternate who was in the NICU with Alejandro and one would stay with Ariela. And so it was really just one of the hardest things. And those first 24 hours were a blur and your hormones are everywhere. And I'm pretty sure I cried. I don't even know how many times I I like it's, it's literally a blur. I think the hormones on purpose make you forget your pregnancy and your delivery so that you do this whole baby thing all over again. So I can't even tell you. 100% but I do know that it was super hard and I was crying and the first lactation lady from the hospital she came immediately after having my babies like they if you're a twin mom they come like right away because they want to help you try to get your babies on and whatnot and so she came and she wasn't very helpful to be honest she gave me like a few things she said a few things to me but you're so out of it still at least I was that I don't even think I re I, I only remember her showing me where I could go rent a hospital grade pump. That's literally all I remember. And so I'm just continuing doing my thing and trying to get both my kids fed as much as possible. And there was this amazing nurse. Her name was nurse Elsa. She was just, I mean, a godsend, you know, she was strict. She was hard on me, but to be honest, she was literally one of the best nurses I had while we were in the hospital. And she walks in one day and she saw me just crying because I could not get Ariela on. It would hurt. She would see me trying to latch her and, and the tears would just roll down my face. Even if I didn't want to, I was trying to be tough, trying to figure out this whole breastfeeding thing, telling myself, I'm going to make this work. I was so determined, guys, so determined. And she's like, she looks at me and she goes, honey, it shouldn't hurt. And I was like, it shouldn't? And she's like, no, not that much at least. <laughs> and so she right away calls in for the lactation person to come again. And there were two at our hospital. And so the second one comes in. She was much younger. Her name was actually Jessica as well. And she comes in and I'm in like full-blown, like ugly girl crying and you know she calms me down a little bit and she's like what's wrong and I'm just like I can't breastfeed and then she looks at my daughter and she's like you're not going to be able to she's tongue tied she's like you just need to pump you need to give yourself a break it's going to be okay there I lost it again I remember losing it and just being like no like I really want to breastfeed like this is what I really want to do and she goes look my I can't remember what exactly happened with one of her kids and she could not breastfeed. I think it was for like a week or two after they were born and she was able to breastfeed for a year and she made me feel so calm and Elsa, the nurse, she stayed with me until I calmed down and David came back in the room. When my husband came back in the room and he saw three women basically crying because literally the lactation consultant was crying, the nurse was crying, I was crying, everybody was crying because I was crying and having like, you know, just this huge meltdown, and David walks in, and he's like, what is happening, and I'm, and I look at him, and I'm like, no, it's okay, like, I'm okay, we're okay, the babies are gonna be okay, you know, and I'm just like, (laughs) I laugh at it now, but let me tell you, I wasn't laughing at that moment, obviously, and it was just like, just a crazy experience, and They just, they really did make me feel a lot better. And I I really can't thank the staff at Memorial any more than I already have, to be honest. But my milk came, I started to pump exclusively with a hospital grade pump. And they gave me all the goodies, all the different like little things to kind of help my breast kind of just get back to normal and not hurt. Because even pumping hurt, obviously, <laughs> as I was doing this. And so my milk did come in at about day two, two and a half, something like that. And I was exclusively pumping and I rented that hospital grade pump as soon as we left the hospital And I told myself, you know what? If all I'm going to do is exclusively pump, I can do this. And, of course, what do I do? I read all the articles I can read about women who exclusively pump and how to do it and how to do it properly and how to power pump and just do all of these crazy things and all the supplements that you can take. And just like I'm telling you, when I want to do something, I, like, totally dive in. So I'm reading all the things. And the lactation, we actually, once we got back home – I wanted to finally latch the kids and see if I could latch the kids. We took Ariela in to get her tongue tie fixed. And the doctor who fixed her tongue tie, really great ears, note, and throat doctor down here. He was like, oh, you guys are getting her tongue tie fixed so you can breastfeed, right? And in my head, I, I, I felt really guilty, but I said yes, but I didn't mean yes. I literally was fine with pumping at that moment. It was a week after she was born. So, you know, I was doing great with the pumping. Alejandro, we were grabbing him from the NICU as soon as we were done with Ariela's tongue tie appointment. And so I told him, yes, that I was fixing her tongue tie so that she could breastfeed. But the reality is I didn't. I did it because I was scared of having a speech impediment because uh, a severe tongue tie can cause that. And so, you know, at that moment, you know, I was like, I felt a little bit bad about lying. But at the same time, I was like, I just need to fix her tongue. Like, we just have to do this. And again, this is COVID time. So getting appointments was pretty difficult for some of these, you know, non-important procedures, as they like to call them. You know, we got her tongue tie fixed and we had a lactation consultant come to our home, actually. Once I had both the twins and she taught me how to latch the kids. And I didn't really like it. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I I wasn't really into this whole breastfeeding thing at all. It hurt. It was hard. I was basically doing it all the time. You know, I would literally put one kid on for 20 minutes, then the other kid on for 20 minutes on the other side. Cause I would alternate sides as to which breast they would get. Cause that's how they tell you how to do it. Alternate the kids every single time. And And I'm there with 20 minutes for each kid and someone else has to help me feed the other kid. And then after putting each kid on for 20 minutes, I would pump anyways for another 20 to 30 minutes. And I was miserable. I would spend literally sitting on my couch all day, every day. I was literally there all day, every day, because these kids, like I mentioned, ate every three hours. So by the time I was done breastfeeding and pumping for the both of them, I was over an hour. Then it's time to change them, figure anything out, try to eat something, try to rest if I could and get back up and do it again. I was miserable. I hated it. I was, I looked at my husband. I was like, I think I'm just going to pump. I don't think I can keep putting them to the breast. And he's just like, you have to do what you have to do. If that's what you think is best, you know, and David's always so good at like supporting whatever decision I make. Cause he knows I read a lot and he likes to let me, you know, all up in my feelings. He lets me kind of do my own thing. And, you know, he's like, but we brought the lactation consultant so that you could put them directly on, so it would be easier. And the lactation consultant, mind you, like she was amazing. She had twins. She had seven kids in total. One set of them was twins, and she was she just like she made it all seem so easy. She was like, yeah, you just pop it out, you put the kid on, and you're good. And I'm just like, pop, pop, pop it out. What do you mean pop it out? Pop my breast out? And she's like, yeah, here. And I'm just like, no and she's like, yeah, just pop it out. And I'm like, oh my God, pop it out. And then I can't get rid of that phrase in my head. Pop it out, pop it out. I'm like, Okay. I'll just pop it out. You know, like if it was something to pop out. And so she gives me all of these different, um, supplements to help me produce more. There's teas, there's cookies, there's natural herbs. There's all these different things that you can take to produce more. And after our first time having her, we realized how amazing really she was. She was really great with the kids and she knew her stuff and, And she had been doing this for so long. And so I started taking these things to produce more to help my milk supply increase. And a few days later, guys, and mind you, when she was here that first time, I was so engorged that putting the kids on was painful for at least the first five minutes until they slowly started to unswell. Like it was, it was pretty bad. So then she gives me all these supplements to take, but I start getting scared of breastfeeding again. And so I start pumping and that causes me to get mastitis. And guys, if you know anything about mastitis, mastitis gives you a fever, which during COVID time is not okay. I called my doctor right away, my OB and he's like, I was like, I have a fever. Like, I had chills actually. I didn't have a fever. I start off with chills, and I looked at David that night. and it was was a nighttime, and I felt the chills. I just felt cold. I never just feel cold so consistently like then I look at David, and I'm like, I'm just cold. I'm pretty sure I have the chills. Like, this has to be mastitis. And he goes, "You're just self-diagnosing yourself at this point, Jessica. Like, oh my God, that's not it. You're just cold." And I was like, if I still feel like this in the morning then we're going to figure it out. And he's like, okay, fine, 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 whatever. So I call the doctor the next day. I do have a fever. And he's like, yep, you have mastitis for sure. He's like, and he's like, but don't go anywhere because if anybody catches you with a fever, they're going to stick you in the hospital for COVID. And I'm like, Oh my God, what a terrible time to have mastitis and be pregnant and have a fever. You know how many things can give you a fever guys, not just coronavirus. And I'm just like having this mastitis and it is so painful so painful like ev- like it just hurts i can't even describe it so i stopped taking all of the supplements like right away and i'm just working every single time i'm pumping by the way 9 to 10 times a day for 30 minutes like just do the math on that <laughs> i'm spending so much time between feeding my children and pumping attempting to eat i mean shower drink water sleep i mean i I couldn't even get it all done it it sounds like an eternal list even now as i think about it and i every time i'm pumping i am attempting to get to unengorge myself like i have a heating pad they had these massagers that you can rub on yourself now and i'm just sitting there and i'm just doing this and i'm i'm just staring at myself and i'm like this is terrible I am just having, I just don't understand how these women have this beautiful breastfeeding experience. And I'm sitting here basically feeling like I'm milking myself every single time. I, I didn't know what to do. I I was having just such a terrible experience and I had already told myself that I was going to do this for three months. I was like, no matter what, I'm going to do this for three months. And I was counting everything. I was counting the times I would pump in the day. I would count how long I pumped for. I was counting how much I was pumping I mean, I was on this, like, like if it was my job, which at that point in time, I mean, it was my job. Like it was my job to feed my children. It was my job to make sure that I was doing the best that I could for them. And I had put that goal to myself of three months and I was going to hit it no matter what. And I would count the weeks. I would count the days. I would look at David and I'd say, we're at week six. I'm halfway there. We're at week, you know, whatever. And we're this there. And I'm just like counting and counting and counting. And just seeing, and I'm like, this time, the time is just not passing quick enough. And instead of enjoying my children, I'm just thinking about the days that I can stop, you know, pumping and breastfeeding and the whole nine. And so it gets a little bit better with the breastfeeding itself. That portion itself started to get better. I took an antibiotic that is okay for the children, It doesn't pass into the breast milk to help me get rid of the mastitis. That all goes away. I stopped taking the supplements completely. I'm just like, whatever I produce, I produce. It doesn't matter. We will supplement with formula many, formula made many babies. I'm like, somebody told me that, like formula made many babies and it is okay. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. And you know, and all you want to do is the best for your kid. And everyone talks about, you know, the stigma of breastfeeding your children and the importance of it. And so, you know, you just have all of that in your head. And so... I'm trying to do the best I can here. But I had never ventured out to breastfeeding both kids at the same time. I would just do, like I said, 20 minutes one, 20 minutes the other. And so I looked at David one day and I was like, I wonder what it would be to just breastfeed both and be done in 20 minutes instead. You know, because literally my feedings took forever. Everything took forever. Like I had no time to do anything but basically feed my babies. I really just wanted to give up. I'm feeding and pumping and doing everything just for them. And, you know, I'm trying to do this very selflessly, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, like, you're just, you're so exhausted, and wanting to give up was just, like, a daily thought. You know, my determination of hitting three months, my husband was like, okay, let's bring in this lactation lady again, if that's what you want, we'll pay her (laughs) to come back, and we'll see if we can feed both children, and she, again, she came in, she was amazing, she taught us so much, and she also taught me how to latch both children at the same time, saving me so much time, and then we find out that Ariela has a tongue tie again, that it had come back, not all the way as it was, but that it had come back forward again. And she was having difficulty latching and she wasn't latching and she would spit it out and she would kick and punch and scream. And I'm trying to breastfeed both children and I can't because my daughter's having an attack and my son's just chilling, uh, but she's having an attack and we find out it's because her tongue tie again is back and... I'm just like, how am I going to do this, you know? And then I got to week 10 and I was like, I was just ready to quit. I'm like, dude, I have two weeks left. I'm just going to start weaning them off now. I'm going to stop, start weaning them off. What does it matter? No one's going to know you know, even if they get a little bit, it'll be fine. And mind you, I am reading all the articles guys. Again, you you heard me. I'm a research person. So I'm reading all the articles, like how much breast milk makes a difference. You know, how long do they have to be breastfed for, for it to make a difference in their life and in their gut and in their stomach and all these other things. Like I'm literally reading like, how much am I supposed to do this for? How long, if what I'm doing is even making sense, or if it's not enough and it's not even making sense and I'm just suffering for no reason, like I am reading all the things. (laughs) And so at week 10, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start quitting. I'm just going to start doing, I'm going to stop pumping and stop getting going crazy. I'm so close to three months. It doesn't even matter at this point. I'm two weeks away. So then I just started to latch the kids on only during the day and pumping through the night. And I just stopped counting. I stopped counting how much I pumped. I just stopped getting stressed about it. And guys, it finally clicked. And... I am now, I'd like, I am happy to say still breastfeeding and my son Alejandro has literally become the breastfeeding king. He loves, 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 loves to breastfeed and I love doing it with him. Ariela, not so much. I'm not going to lie. She still is not a huge fan of it. She is very much, her temperament is very much like I want it now and I want it fast and that's not what breastfeeding is. (laughs) So it's a little bit of a slower process. So my son loves it a lot more. So I, I basically breastfeed her a little bit throughout the day and pump for her through the night so that she has, and I breastfeed him throughout the day and I am enjoying it so much more. I can't even begin to describe to you guys how amazing my experience now is. I now understand what women say when they enjoy breastfeeding, but I also remember how terrible it was and I wish I would have known I like I wish I what my in the information and what I know now I wish I would have known before obviously at the beginning and they always say that obviously your first child is the hardest to breastfeed because you're you're figuring out but I'm happy as to where we are now and I'm I'm happy I got to this point point. and I'm also happy I got to experience the bad and the good of it because I think it just makes you appreciate it makes me at least appreciate so much more how amazing breastfeeding is and my supply is up and I'm happy my children are happy and they're gaining weight and I, I can't tell you how much longer I'm going to do it for. It might just be six months maybe by the rest for the rest of this year because, you know, 2021, we have so many weddings and so much work. Thank you, COVID, for um, having a 2020 to be absolutely crazy. But now 2021 is even crazier, so... You know, I might only do it for the rest of this year while I have very light work and weddings and then, you know, have to kind of sort of figure it out next year. But I might not. I might continue. I might not. Who knows? I did not even expect to be telling you guys that this was going to be a great experience. I was actually weary about doing this podcast because my experience was just so terrible. I had nothing good to say about it. And now I'm happy to say, like I said, that I can provide enough for my babies. Yes, we do supplement with formula still, but I definitely supply enough for them And everything has been working out great. And, you know, I I didn't want to do a podcast about breastfeeding, like if it was a trip to Disney World and talking about how amazing it was because I was struggling with it. And, you know, but I wanted to do it because I know it benefited my kids, you know, in every way. But it was again, it was just so hard and I felt like I was failing. And, you know, there's such a stigma, like I said, about women, because traditionally they're told women always have to breastfeed and you have to breastfeed and you're a bad parent if you don't breastfeed. And that's all bullshit, guys. You know, at the end of the day, you have to do what is best for you, what is best for your kids, what is best for your sanity. I walked into a doctor appointment, a pediatrician appointment for my kids. I think it was, I can't remember if it was one month, two months or what it was at this point. Again, it's all a blur. And the doctor looked at me, and she has twins. I think I might have mentioned to you guys in a previous podcast. She actually has boy-girl twins, too. And she looked at me, and she goes, you're just so tired, Jessica. She goes, you need to stop. She goes, do what you can, and that's it. She goes, I didn't breastfeed my kids at all. I had to come straight back to work, and I decided that for me and my family, the best thing to do was going to formula feed them, and I did not blink an eye at it. I did it, and I loved it, and my kids are fine, and we're fine. And everything turned out great and you know when she told me that it just helped me relax, you know what I mean a little bit And you know, it's just it's crazy to see You know how far we've come and, and i'm not an expert at all guys I had a just a hard time and i'm coming to you guys with just my experiences, you know But now I see both sides and I understand again. I wish I knew back then what I knew now um, but there's a lot of hate around this and and the reality is you do what you can you, for your babies and that doesn't make you a bad parent whether you can or you can't or you did or you didn't or you gave up or you didn't like let it go you know people are always trying to make other people feel bad do what you can and and, and number one is don't stress about it <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> the number one thing that I learned like I'm just not going to stress about it you know you do what's best for your kid what works for you guys and just screw everything else Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode of breastfeeding and my journey on Boss Babies and Bottles today. It has been just an incredible journey with me and my twins, and I'm super excited to share more with you guys as we go through having twins, having a business, (laughs) having a husband, having a dog, um, doing my passion project of my podcast, and everything else in between between my EBJ brand and wedding and event planning. So excited to be here as always with you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at ebjevents and at canal.twins. I promise you something's always happening.